0: Welcome, everyone, to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry, Jerry Karabin, and Kathy Rumsey. Here, we discuss all things energetic, spiritual, intuitive, and yes, psychic. You'll learn about things like Reiki, animal communication, mediumship, or maybe just how to manage your energy on a daily basis. We'd like this to be a place where you can come to open your mind and allow yourself to create a better version of you. It's all about everyday living, with a twist,
1: Welcome to this episode of the psychic wives i'm kathy rumsey
0: and i'm jerry Carabin,
1: and i'm ginger hendry and we have a wonderful guest on today maria forland who is a spirit art medium is joining us to talk about her niche of the the spiritual world um hi maria how are you
2: hi it's so great to be here a little excited, a little, you know, like I said, I'm trying to learn about all this new technology and (laughs) Zoom is amazing. So it brings us all together and I'm so happy to be here.
1: Absolutely. So Maria and I met, I wanna say it was about five years ago Mm -hmm. at a spirit art class. And I, I remember vividly sitting with you, Maria, you and I were partnered up for an exercise and I remember when I signed up for the class it said no psychic or mediumship experience required it didn't say anything about the art experience but I wasn't worried about the art experience except when I got in there and you were so kind to me because I could so I so vividly connected with someone that you knew that was on the other side but I just could not draw to save my life and um, I'm I'm in awe of your artwork. And what is so cool about spirit art is you're drawing people who have crossed over. Um, so I, we can step back for a little bit and I'm just so curious to know how you got into doing spirit art.
0: Can I interrupt for just a second? Maria, were you an artist prior to this? Yes. Okay. Okay, so you were an artist, so yeah. Okay, so now, just like Catherine said, how did you get to
2: this? Well, you know, I thought that maybe you would ask me that question, and I've been trying to think really hard to make it short <laughs> and sweet. <laughs> it's kind of been like a lifetime of you know being bonked on the head, so to speak, like we all have, you know, when we're yeah. unfolding our mediumship and our psychic abilities. Uh, but it. It really began when I thought after studying a little bit of mediumship and trying to get braver, it kind of happened by accident when I was given a pack of crayons with this one small class and the guy said now we're just going to draw, draw some hair, just draw some hair, see my hand goes already because that's the one that doesn't (laughs) stop, but, so I drew this gray drawing and crayon with what my ability was, uh, you know, as an artist, as a a portrait artist. And, um, you know, everyone else had these kind of scrambly faces and everything. And the guy said, you know, I think you could be a spirit artist. And I thought, well, I'm going to try to figure this out because it, it hadn't happened then again for a long time, because I couldn't put the two of them together.
0: So were you aware that first, when he was doing that, did you, were you just like, I'm just drawing hair or were you, did you know that you were connected
2: to somebody? I did not know I was connected. Okay. I just drew a face. I thought, well, okay. I'm just going to draw a face. And it looked, and the guy was like, well, that's my uncle. And I thought, and you know, the energy came through. Uh, I was shook up, but to be honest with you, I I cried. I was like, what the hell, what's going on here? Yeah. I don't know if I like this or not, because I still wasn't used to having that energy push through me like that, you know. And
1: were you you a practicing medium at that time?
2: I was not a professional medium at that time. I was just unfolding, trying to figure out, you know, how am I getting this? Yeah. It's one of those uh, classes where he was trying to help us open up to all kinds of possibilities, you know. Um, there were people at the end that the third day that went into, you know, trance and chantel, channeled and, you know, I was like, Ooh, I'm out of here. You know, mm-hmm. I went for a walk <laughs> during that because I still wasn't sure about any of this business, you know. So um, mm-hmm. that was my kind of landmark piece that I can remember really changing my attitude about uh, my opinions. And, and did you know...
1: Sorry. Sorry. We always talk over each other. How long ago, like roughly, how long ago was that?
2: You know, this has got to be at least uh, 18 years now. Okay. Okay,
1: great. Wow. So hey, it's, had it's, you, it's
0: you ever heard of spirit?
2: No. no.
0: Okay. No. So you didn't no. even know it was a thing.
2: No, I did not know it was a thing. Yeah. Um. When I was, I took various art classes from uh, different places. I have no degree. I have no accolades after my name. I just kind of stumbled around and, and the way I traveled in my uh, kind of um, interesting journey through life and various <laughs> places that I've landed uh, have given me the opportunity to study with some really fine artists. And always in the class, I would, you know, you're supposed to draw like, paint. let's paint like sergeant today. And I'd be, you know, and, you know, I, I listened to one of your podcasts recently about the woman that came through with the auras. She talked about auras. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I would just kind of throw a little splash of color around my model's uh, face in the drawing. And the, the instructor would come by and go, that's <laughs> not it, Maria, but it's okay. And so that, you know, I've been very... Uh, very, uh, I've been given opportunities where I've been supported in my journey, so mm-hmm. uh, I was the odd woman out, so to speak. So there was something always a little off,
0: but you and know what? The thing that I love about you saying that is I think uh, all of us and people that are, um, you know, like us, air quotes do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> intuitive people, spiritual people, psychics, whatever. Um, it's wonderful that to have someone in your life that that's okay. Yeah. That's okay that you're a little bit, or that's okay. The other thing that I think is really great is you just kind of went with it. Yeah. Like in other words, you're not saying, Oh, nobody else is drawing an aura around. So I'm not gonna. Do right. You know what I mean? like you were led to do something, you did it and you stayed with it, which is very powerful in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? Like to just, it,
2: it's scary too, honey. It's scary Oh yeah. Because, the whole thing about uh about being an artist first trains you to be vulnerable yeah yeah, and so much in our mediumship you know i feel people get locked up they're like oh no i can't they get to a certain point where um they don't want to make a fool of themselves Right. And and I think artists have been trained all along to make fools of themselves. You know, uh, you know, the old typical. Oh, you're an artist. You must you know live in a garret and starve. And I was none right. of those <laughs> things.
1: Right. I like yeah. a bed, You know. <laughs> yeah. So you, so you took that. You took that first class and and kind of drew someone and he said this. That's my uncle or whatever. And so that was. You you had had inklings that you had some mediumistic abilities also?
2: Yeah, I did. Had you
1: you taken any classes at that point? Not really, not at that point.
2: And so uh, he was just kind of a, a, you know, I went with a friend of mine. I said, you know, this is our birthday gift. I thought we were going away on some sort of retreat where we were going to walk in the woods. And, you know, (laughs) and so we really didn't (laughs) know. We didn't really know what we were signing up for. Uh, So that kind of was the opening of the door, so to speak. But honestly, there was one other incident years and years ago, and I was out in Los Angeles at the time. And this has to be, uh, I'd say this has to be at least 25 years ago. Uh, And I was in the corporate world at the time. So this woman came in uh, to the office and slipped me this bootleg tape by this woman named Esther and (laughs) yeah, really she had, she was up in Sacramento or something. She's like, you gotta listen to this lady. Like she manifested a red umbrella, you know, that was the big thing. And, you know, we had a cassette, so you put it in your car and you listen to the cassette and it was hard to hear her, but she was talking about um, our visions and our ability to, to bring forward things that we desire. And I had never heard anybody talk like that before. Because I, I mean, some of the questions that I had thought you perhaps had asked, you sent me one that said, can I talk to you about your background in religion? Mm-hmm. And mine was, you know, I was an Italian Catholic born and bred. So uh, mm-hmm. we had saints and we had Jesus that followed us around. And, you know, um, but I was uh, enamored with the thought that no one had ever spoken like that before on this little funky cassette that I wore out and listened to and didn't know who Esther was for many, many years right. because there was nothing on that tape that told me where to go. So mm-hmm. again, you know, you just keep following the breadcrumbs and opportunities present themselves, I guess. Yeah. Is, is yeah. I put
0: it. yeah. So when did you con- um Was there a point where you said, okay, I'm going to try to connect these two, like, okay, I got this art thing, I drew this dude's uncle, let me start poking at this a little bit and bringing them together. Did you consciously say, okay, let me start poking at this and bring them together? Or was it still following the breadcrumbs and all of a sudden, holy crap.
2: Yeah, it was still, it was still following the breadcrumbs because um, I'm a scaredy cat. And uh, (laughs) So it was a long time in pushing, but I had already begun to uh, write and channel things. And uh, for lack of a better term, I, I use that term carefully because it's used yeah. so loosely. I, you know, to define it, it was just inspirational writing, so yeah. to speak. And um, it felt real to me when I was able to uh, to draw pictures while I was doing readings. So I was always doodling and moving ah, my feet. Ah, okay. And uh, then oh, it feels I, like it happened like really organically. Like yeah, it doodling is, while is, I'm, is. yeah. Yeah, cool. I don't think you can wake up one morning and go, that's what I'm gonna do. Right, right. Because, uh, you gotta really be, uh, like when I begin to draw or I begin to paint a new painting, I get all jazzed up, you know, I get all like excited. You know, I can feel, what's coming. I don't know what's coming. And um, uh, so I was, I was in a training mediumship class and we called it technical uh, terrified Thursdays because the medium was very strict, you know, do this and this. And, you know, we were always supposed to be standing up and, you know, shaking and getting our contacts. But uh, it was through that, that she had said, now, what are you doing on this notebook? why don't you bring in a decent pe- piece of paper and respect the spirits that are coming through? And I That's thought, respect the spirits that are coming through. I never thought of it that way. Respect yeah. spirit, because it was always just about my journey. So that kind of flipped me, and I brought a better piece of paper, and then I'd kind of doodle, but it was always still about the pictures. And then in her office, I found a magazine called Psychic News, and I thought, my head exploded it really did but Wow! it was like there's spirit art classes there's stuff to do with this there's really bona fide people that are actually teaching this and telling me how to journey through this this is going to be fabulous so that's when I went to the Arthur Finley College in England wow and, and picked a, a fellow named Alan Subtle
0: so wait I just gotta say something so she just said before she's a scary cat Is there anything (laughs) about this woman that is a stereotype?
2: (laughs) And then you go to Arthur Finley. I know, right? I'm just (laughs) like, no, wait, it was even better. I get it. Uh, It's better because uh, it was during Ebola. Oh, oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> I <I'm like, laughs> if I'm going to die. I'm yeah, I might as well go. I would bury that. that scaredy cat label for yourself, girl. I've never, <laughs> I've, never
2: been, I've never flown by myself. I never thought, you know, oh God, it was quite an adventure. But that, what a beautiful school that is. I, I just recommend that to everyone that could possibly get yeah. anywhere near it or anywhere with the tutors that are there.
0: So, is that yeah. kind of like a huge taking off point for you? Yeah, that was my that was
2: my uh, rocket ship because, yeah. uh, well, you know, you I went into the uh, I didn't know you could get a private room there, you know, and, and in retrospect, the next time I went, I got I tried to, you know, get a private room so I could hold on to myself because I, I feel like it's like Hogwarts over there. Right, <laughs> right. And um I'm, I'm in a dorm-style room, and I've got these two lovely young women here that, you know, know what they're doing. They're obviously, they've been there before, they know their ropes, they know where the bathroom is, and so I'm trying to be cool. And the first night I was there, I had a horrible nightmare. I mean, I woke up, I woke them up, I was screaming and calling out and flailing around, I was I wound up on the floor. Really great, right? Good mm-hmm. night. Good- <laughs> Good, an, good on good on you. And the dream was of people's faces coming out of the plaster in the walls, all these people coming out of the walls. And and at the at the end of the dream, again with this repetitious blue light that has been following me around for many, many years, that that I, I'd like to get to, um, yeah. was uh the blue light just talking to me, saying you know, just ask Alan and he'll help you. And that was the name of the professor. So when I walked in and I knew his name was Alan, but, you know, you just don't walk up to a stranger and go, hey, I had a nightmare that there were ugly faces. And they were <laughs> right. scary faces. They were scary coming yeah. out of the walls. And he, I told him about it. And then, and he, all the way through, uh, he just kept, you know, it's okay, Maria. It's okay, Maria. You know, they had the ability to, not give you the rules but to coax you to be your best and settled self so to speak I love what you
0: said about when you first went you're you know you're like you know you're feeling like the the newbie the rookie the what the hell am I doing here and I think it's interesting because my guess is the three of us have all been in that situation at you know when I was studying shamanism and you first go and you're like oh my god these young kids and what the hell am I doing and I gotta get out of here I know <laughs> kind, of, kind of feeling but they it's what I call a sweater <laughs> yeah god it just feels like you're it, it happened like exactly the way it was supposed to happen for you and you were put in the middle of the the you know in front of the right people and even the nightmare even though it was like these scary faces coming out it was faces coming out to you yeah like spirit art it, it, do you know and it just i know it was obviously terrifying but oh. it feels like it had to happen
2: yeah but those girls were so good to me they thought this old lady's cracking up <laughs> <laughs> one was in the shaman group and the other one i think she was in the healing group so they weren't really you know mediums they yeah. were there for other things not to say that In shamanism, she didn't wind up being a medium at the end of the course, but she was there something else too.
3: I think this comes up in all the podcasts that we do is the uh, willingness to be open to things and allowing them to happen. And it feels like, Maria, that's what kind of your whole life has been, is you have been open and allowing um, things to manifest, allowing things and opportunities, and then stepping on the path to do them. I think so many people get so anxious about doing that that they don't, um, you know, they don't do what it is that is driving them. This is this is awesome. Oh, believe me,
2: I've stepped in it more than I've stepped on. All right, go ahead. So let's
1: touch on the blue light a little. That's where I was going. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, it wasn't one of those technically Thursday terrifying classes that I was in, and everybody's sitting around and. She said tonight we're going to meet our guides and uh so oh good so she went into this deep lovely meditation and you know we went around the room and we shared our story and everybody's got well i had this man and he had glasses and he was a doctor and he lived in 1847 and all these people had all these very specific yeah. things you know and i'm like oh no i can't do this again and she said, poked at me, you know, speak up, shut up, stand up. And it was like, well, I'm in the blue light here. I got, I went off to this beautiful healing room with all this beautiful, these stones, these white stones and these glowing, eminent, gorgeous things. And I was surrounded by this blue light and they laid their hand, Their hand. I don't know what hands, I, don't, I can't say hands. They laid this this image of this blue light around me. And I felt like they were, they uh, mm. were going to be with me forever. And I felt so much love. I can, I'm choking up thinking about it, talking about it because yeah. it was so powerful. And I was crying while I was telling her and she said, Oh, don't worry about that, honey. You're not, you're, you're just in the Blu-ray healing. And I'm like, okay. So that, <laughs> you don't look up Blu-ray healing and find anything. You know,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: there's nothing like that. And, um, and I still don't understand quite what it is, but I'm open to it because I know that color is vibration.
0: Right. That's a really, that speaks to uh, Ginger's point about you're allowing, you're allowing, you're allowing where some people might have to be, I need to know exactly what this is to, for me to encompass it or whatever, where you're kind of like, okay, you know, that here's this blue light feels good going to let it hang out, not going to push it away, not going to try. We talk about that a lot when we, you know, teach students, whether it's animal communication or whatever, because yeah. you know, that's a big thing. I'm trying, I'm trying. And we always right. say, we stop doing that.
2: Stop trying. We stop right.
0: trying. Um, so that really speaks a lot to you, again, not being a scaredy cat, that you're just like, okay, I'm just gonna, this is, this is what it is. And it's, it's with me and it feels good and I'm going to allow it. Yeah. Um,
3: well, I, I think the other thing too, out. is, is kind of- Kind of an age thing, right? I mean, we, we've talked about this before too. We're not used to not knowing what we're doing at this age. Um, it's it's when you're in your twenties, you kind of don't know a lot of what you're but doing. But do you, think you, well, yeah,
1: you, you think, think you know everything, yeah? You think you know,
3: yeah? But then you get here, it's really uncomfortable not to be good at something. That's the feeling, and so it really is being brave, I think, to open up and saying, okay show me the way <laughs> I'm going to go in this direction. You know, this is a little
0: bit of a, a of a, a, like a, a an, an offshoot, but don't you feel that as we get older, there's more of the, like, yeah, whatever I'm going with the flow. Yeah. I mean, I know I've kind of hit that point where it's just like, okay, I have no idea what's going on, but it's fun. Okay. Trust. You know, yeah. I, maybe it's a trust. Maybe it's a, um, more of a trust and a faith that the universe is in divine order and I'm, I, and I am where I'm supposed to be and I have to follow what lights up for me and whatever. I don't know. A but bit I of... think
3: that's because you've been doing the work, right? I for, mean, yeah, I for sure. Way when you, yeah. When you first started. I, I, yeah. Do,
2: yeah. I do feel that the, the, the roadblock that I feel when I'm working with students that are, are trying to be ignited with this whole process is that they come in expecting, um, that what they know is what they will apply. And, mm. and that doesn't sound right, right? But No, I know exactly what you're saying. And exactly. so when trying to shift them out of that to be in some sort of joyful place, like let's just make a mark. That's my big thing is just make a mark. And um, like when we're beginning to mediumship, it's like, just say something. Yeah. Don't just sit there and wait for you know inspiration. You got. Well, I think do-
0: that that speaks to what we were saying before about the trying and allowing. There, there. That um, I'm. I need to. How how you just said it. I need to use what I know. Is trying, right? And just make a mark, right? Is the allowing piece. Love that. So yeah. how did you, um, you know? So now. You do this for people. People hire you as a medium, and you draw a picture.
2: I do. Uh, I have great uh, joy in. uh, You know, I consider myself for the last many years to be a church medium. Mm -hmm. Um, I started out with a group. We were doing little events, you know, holding at my office, and uh, that was exciting. And unfortunately, you know, the we three uh, we called the three musketeers. One passed right before an event, which I. Called her and thought I didn't know she was dead at the time and yelled at her. Where <laughs> the hell are you? She's, you know, talk about. Get
3: your ass over like, here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> And uh, yeah, then her husband had to call, but the other fellow uh, had to shift gears and we used to call ourselves the dehydrated mediums because we would sweat so much from nerves <laughs> doing this. I kid you not that it would be like, who, who, you know, guy had to bring three shirts because he'd go in and change, you know, and he's the one that actually would chant, you know, he spoke Russian to somebody and he's like, all right, I'm out. I can't I don't know,
0: <laughs> I don't know Russian, but
1: yeah, I did. know wow. he,
2: he, it was too much for him. But um, and he said the nerves just got him, so he quit. Now for me, I was we were uh we were taught in the church, in a spiritualist church locally. So it was part of the process to get up there and you know do what you're supposed to do. And it was just part of our uh unfolding, so to speak, that we were in a church environment where we would attune ourselves to that spiritual presence and I thought this this can't be for me because I am not a holy person I mean I swear and you know I gotta I have a temper tantrum and you know I don't live in that pocket of what I think of you know church people serving God or whatever their highest power is to be us but it became a kind of a hold your ground and learn to understand who you are. And if you're meant to do this, it will come. Mm-hmm. So I never uh, updated anything. I never did anything to call myself anything. I just kind of started, someone would call and say, hey, do you want to do a little service with us? And I thought, okay. And so I get all my friends to pray for me and uh, right. <laughs> call it off. And you know, it became something that I, I really, I really enjoy doing. I love to to speak about uh, faith and truth and and love, and it, it overwhelms me to to see people come into their own awareness of how fabulous they are. You oh, know, wow. and so that kind of is my juice. So when I started teaching, that was part of it as well. You know, it was just. I don't know what I have to say, but I, what I want to do is bring something out in you that you're willing to experience. That part of artistry again is what it is—artistry thing. Living, living. And I don't, know, I don't creative. think you were, I don't think you were teaching when we met at
1: at the workshop. Um, um
2: I think I was holding uh, groups of uh of just a little bit of unfolding, but okay. I was just dabbling in the. You know, I don't know why you're talking to me because I don't know anything kind of thing uh, but that's what
1: I remember about you was how beautifully you held space for me and encouraged me even though I was like even my dead people
3: are stick figures
2: (laughs) 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 I love stick figures (laughs) I love them I think they have so much to tell us
0: (laughs) that that is brilliant oh my god that's brilliant um it's so funny because we talk all the time about being of service being of service when we're doing animal readings or or oh. mediumship readings or whatever um being of service to uh you know the animal the loved one in spirit and the and the client and and that's what it sounds like you do when you're um giving these talks in church and when you're with, you, you know, talk, is talking to students, you know, just trying to to be a service. And there are there are two different types of teachers. There are teachers that like this is how you do it. And, and I know what I'm doing. And so you write this down, A, B, C, D, E. And then there are another type that says, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna tell you what I know. Sure, and, this works for me. And this works for me, and this lights lights my path, and this brings me joy and love. I'm gonna share that with you, and you take what you want. Uh-huh. And I think we've all experienced both kinds oh, of
1: right.
0: teachers and, and and taken some from each. Uh, but I know for myself and, and probably you guys as well, the holding space part that I'm sharing my experience. I'm trying to be of service to you. I'm trying to guide you with love and compassion and blah, blah, blah is, is really powerful. Yeah. Um, And, and, and I love, I love that. And of course, you know, the second I started talking to you, I'm like, oh my God, she's one of them, like a good egg. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so yeah, it's just, it's beautiful to hear. It really is beautiful to hear. So when you're teaching students, are you teaching, are you doing the, the spiritual art? Are you, do you know what I mean? Are you teaching them art? Are you teaching
2: both? Are you... Yeah, I te- yeah it's part of the process. It's like uh, that step-by-step to draw a face. But I tell them it's not about the face. See, spirit art, you know, technically, again, we'll get into that place of this camp believes that you must do it this way. This mm-hmm. camp believes you must do it this way. Spirit art is tough. It's like you're playing charades up there. You don't know what's coming out. You know, you, you know something... And it, and it, i'm stumbling here because there's so many things that rush in all at once when i talk about this but um in the spirit art program like i have this day class okay where i started thinking well you got to draw a face so let's start with draw an oval this is probably maybe this is about where you're going to go with the eyes this is about you know little shapes a cone a, a rectangle and fill in the dots. And um, a couple of times, and I've seen it only a few times, where a woman has come in with absolutely no experience. And then after we've gone through the structure of a face, then we talk a little bit about colors and like Joe does with his iconography and the story unfolding this woman just went, you know, and I try to teach him to move both hands, which is my thing. I, I go with both hands, go with gusto, get your brain out of the way and something happens. Well, here she is no art experience whatsoever. <laughs> There's this face like you've been studying portraiture for wow. 10 years. Mm. And she went Wow. And to this day, she'll say, what am I supposed to do with this? She draws all the time. She draws these beautiful, beautiful faces. So in this, I'm learning every day with these beautiful people, because I said, I don't think it's about who you need to plant it with. I think it's your ability to bring through this incredible spirit. Now write about it. So her thing is not, I'm going to give you a spirit drawing of your mother and i'm going to give you evidence i'm going to draw this picture and i'm going to channel information for you or for the group and when i see her do this and she starts wow. to talk about things people are crying wow <laughs> it's touching all of us that she's got this ability to i mean maybe they're guides right. so this just happened it about Guides can be many things. I get so excited about this because I didn't know, I I was always reluctant, you know, guides, you know, when you're, when you go to Arthur Finley, sometimes they don't talk about guides. They, you know, that used to be a no. And we've lost two greats in the last year, uh, but Mavis, Mavis being one of them. And you didn't talk about guides in her class. So we kind of didn't go there very much. And the more I experience this now, again, with the openness. So I draw a face almost every morning to keep my hands moving. It's a joy for me. It keeps me relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I bring it into work, which I'm a facialist and a healer. So I bring, sometimes I take the photograph when they say, hey, take a picture of me. It could be her, you know? And so I bring it in. And the woman said to me, that, that's my guide. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I never did that one before. That was just recently. So what I know is everything I don't know. Honest to God, I'll tell you, I just don't. I love know.
0: that. I love that. That I really right don't. there. What I know I is. Believe I,
2: know. I, love I believe it. When she said that, that's my guide. I'm like, really? I don't know. Could it, couldn't it be your uncle Johnny or something? You know, <laughs> just, No, yeah. that's my guide. I've been with that guy for a long time. And she's like that, but I can understand why he wore a, a fishing cap or an Irish cap, because he didn't have a lot of hair on the top of his head. I can't draw hats. I just draw the straight on, you know, it is what it is. So when you're drawing, are you,
0: so are you seeing it? Are you seeing the picture in your head or, and, and I know I'm getting like, kind um, no, you know, of, some of us hear things, some of us see things, some of it, like our, our senses, certain ones are. So are you seeing them or are you like draw a hat? Or gray hair. Do you know what I'm saying? Are you seeing the image or are you hearing or knowing oh gray hair? Yeah, do you know I don't that makes I sense why I'm asking that I do, question. Yeah, I
2: absolutely, I know. It, it, yeah. Um well it's an experiment. And initially yeah. uh I did not know I would draw with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. So two hands moving with your eyes closed, and then you kind of see something. And you say, and then the feeling comes in. Now, that obviously doesn't work at a church service because you can't do that. You, otherwise, right. you know, you're not sitting down. You have to land it, slam it in the pocket. You have three minutes, four minutes to draw, give some evidence, seven minutes to close. You know, that's, yeah. a typical, that's how they work. But um, so it, it gets mixed up. I think there is no one way that has ever come through. And when I'm teaching, I say, all right, we're going to make a whole bunch of colors. You're going to find the face or we're going to define it with lights and darks or we're going to do it with the non-dominant hand or the dominant hand. Now I want you to do it with your eyes closed. Now I want you to do it while you're spinning around in circles. No, (laughs) no. Drawing with your foot now, that has been uh, something else that I've encouraged people to do because then they get out of their own head. Exactly. Exactly. They don't know what's going on. They close their eyes and they're drawing with their foot and they're, you know, and then then they go, oh my God, that looks like Mr. Potato Head, you know. uh, (laughs) But then their evidence comes through. So sometimes it's just touching on the paper and getting. Out of your head, even if you have no, you feel you have no artistic ability whatsoever. You're you're using another sense. So um, sometimes I see them. Okay. In my, in my, and I don't, you know, do we really see them? I don't know. I
0: know. I know. Yeah, that's why it's a. It's, it's Maria, I
3: had a. Oh, I had a question. When is it always a person that comes through? Let's see, a, a face. And not that the person doesn't come through, but I mean, what you're drawing. You know, have you ever had a situation where a person comes through and you're drawing a scene, or you're drawing a house, or you're yeah. drawing?
2: That's a lovely thing. I try. I try not to do that uh, uh, initially, but what I will do, and I've experienced stages of this. You see, stages where right after Joe's class, I was all. Hoo-hoo, we got to draw pictures around the face, it doesn't have to do with the face, it's got to do with the car. So I'm like trying to figure out how to draw cars and carrots and birds and different kinds of birds and maybe a stamp from Japan or something, you know. Um, so that's part of it. It's that pictography or iconography that that we we go through in the in the history. You know, but he he really caught me off guard with that when we started to to draw pictures around the drawings. Yes. Um, it could be a stick figure, but if you get this little pathway, you know, or a yellow school bus, or a book, or you know, like yeah. a teacup or something, it's like wow, you know. So,
0: Kathy, I want to I want to bring you in here a little bit because you were you know you were like even my dead people are stick figures. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, were you did you did you get anything from it like do, do you know what i'm saying like were you can you describe your experience a little bit
1: so it was actually i i went to this workshop for the art part of it thinking i really want to open myself up creatively and i knew i had psychic ability i didn't know at the time i had mediumistic ability, Okay. so I took the, yeah, I took the class and I connect, you know, but I was able to give evidence to you and to a couple other people, and then that lit me up from a, oh my gosh, I can do this medium thing, and I want to explore that more, so I let the art part go. Got it. Um,
0: so it's kind of a perfect so- example of you
1: following the organic growth. exactly yeah.
0: following yeah. the path organically you know yeah interesting because I was but what like, I re-
1: what I remember about um when you and I Maria were were matched together as partners was I could in my mind's eye see the person and the clothes and the oh. apron and uh, couldn't see the face though Oh. It was like a head without a face. And I remember saying to Joe, I, I and he was like, but you're just, you know, When I could describe everything. I just couldn't get it from describing with words to describing on the paper. Hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, And that was me getting stuck in my own fear of, you know, I'm not an artist.
0: Yeah. The what do I, I don't know that. So I can't do that.
1: Right, right.
0: Interesting.
3: Was,
1: yeah. So it was um it really opened up for me though the the mediumship aspect.
2: Do so. you see the animals now when you're communicating with them? Do you see them in your mind's eye? It depends.
1: Sometimes I see a whole animal, sometimes I see parts, sometimes I just see energy. It really it depends on the animal and the person that I'm
0: connected to. Oh. And you know what I think is, is cool. It's, we all get ginger. We've all talked about this a, a, a bunch of times. Ginger and I, you, you and I talked about this sort of recently, we all, it feels to me like we all get information in the best way, in a way that we can best um, deliver. 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 Um, so like <laughs> we used to have a teacher and she used to always talk about me hearing me hearing. And I'm like, I do not hear. I don't hear things but I'm a writer so I see words I will oh. literally see the word and it may be capitalized it may be bold it may may have a an exclamation point it may be blinking it may be do you see what I'm saying so I see words and and, and I don't hear them and so we talk about that a little bit like you get you get it in the best in the, the way that you can best deliver it and to me best be of service
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: you're this artist so you're getting these amazing you're getting it amazingly in 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 form where you can zh- 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 zh. Do you, that yeah and, and so I, you still say that even if you're not an artist
2: absolutely sometimes that happens and i and i yeah. because i've seen it several times in, yeah. in the last several years through these little, what I call, you know, play shops, you're yeah. <laughs> kitty, kitty, you know, nothing serious about it. Let's <laughs> have some fun. And all of a sudden,
0: whoa. And now we're in mediumship and they
3: go, whoa.
2: And, and that opens up a door to, um, to their willingness. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. yeah
2: I still don't know if I, um, sometimes I just get an image of, a um, a gray hair. Or I'll feel like I'm with my aunt. Yes. And I'll go, "Mm, yeah, okay. That, yeah, that feels like I'm just, you know, I'm with my auntie Tina. And I'll describe her or I'll try to, you know, it's, I'm drawing something about her hair. Maybe Mm -hmm. the nose isn't right. Maybe the mouth isn't right. Very, very rarely have I ever drawn an exact likeness of a photograph. Mm -hmm. But I have. And it surprises me. And then I go, holy crap. Well, that's just, you know, you love to be that, you know, to be that. But I I don't put that pressure on myself anymore because I think that, you know, really, I I just wrote to one of my lovely tutors and I said, you know, sometimes we study and we train and train and train and we become literally train wrecks because we're trying so hard to be mm, spiritual and stuff like that that we just make ourselves sick like that trying mm-hmm. word again yeah it kills it
3: kill it's, it's so interesting too i i just took a class with joe and john holland and it was on signs and symbols oh. and i asked joe this because um Not I second.
0: we said joe a bunch of times when we say joe we're talking about joe Shield, who yes. is a oh. um, a, a, a brilliant artist. medium Mysterious and artist, artist, medium. artist yeah. as well so anyway go ahead Ginger. So
3: in the class, I asked him, like, I don't see color. I mean, I see color if I'm seeing a scene or seeing an animal or whatever, but it's not color that pops up. It's whatever the content is for me. And so I said to him, do you think that, you know, you, you're kind of on this path and and, and whatnot because you're an artist. I'm I'm like the opposite, I feel like, of an artist. And he said to me, if you're not bringing in color and symbols, which I do have symbols, but um, then you're doing a disservice. Um, to yourself and to your client. That was the conversation Jerry and I had after I finished the class. Like I don't have that gift ability or whatever. And so I'm trying to figure out how to bring it in more. Am I really doing a disservice, you know or is the animal or the person giving me info in the best way I get, which is more kind of black and white? Right.
2: very true. I think you've hit it right on the head. You're you've got to trust your own voice. And here you are with this beautiful sweater uh, of blue and beautiful patterns. And you selected that because you love that. You didn't just Mm. throw it on. If there's something about it that made you feel good when you put it on. So Mm. you selectively uh, bring color. And in everything that you choose, the vegetables that you eat, the the car you
3: drive, the, you know, the room you've painted, the way you feel comfortable. Uh, That's so, you know, now I feel better about what Joe said, because yeah. I understand it better, Maria. I mean, I don't think of color, but I, if I think of color, then I understand it and it comes in. Do, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. And yes, that certain makes
0: colors make us feel certain ways. Do you right.
3: remember when we
2: were all, I don't know if you had it around your neighborhood where it was, um, oh God, what's the name of it? It's Color Me Beautiful or something. Some, yes. uh, some lady at the spa said, I can choose your colors. And then she comes yes. to pay her $35 and she puts stuff on you. and you know, You're know, a summer. A, you're, you're, you're a winter. summer. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. You're an autumn or whatever. And yeah, things have changed. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I am. I'm all seasons now, I guess. But, um, you know, we feel better in certain things. I, I put a couple of different shirts on this morning. One, You know, and I select it. It's like, well, no, long sleeves, hot sleeve. I don't know. It's it's crazy weather out there. Crazy weather but, up here. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: we're in the Northeast. It's,
2: and it's, it's a little hard to it's choose. Like, it's like 70 out there or something right now. Um, mm-hmm. But you selected it, it without even realizing that the color and the color and the vibration of it, you know, you're speaking today. I don't know what that means to you. But to me, that blue is about, um, you know, the truth. Uh, some people would see it in a different way. There are books written very specifically about what color means to certain people and mm-hmm. that's all whatever. But but to you what it means. And so color is a very big part of your life. All of our lives. You yeah. know, when you have an eye to, I had a um, cataract surgery. I didn't know that I was getting to the point where I couldn't, you know, I couldn't drive at night. And um, he said, well, you're, you're, you're ripe. You know, that's a term that they use when, you know, these cataracts are, are ready to be removed. The first eye didn't go well. And I couldn't see very well out of that eye. It was very traumatic for me thinking I got one good eye and that's all I got. And, um, and when it was ready, they schedule you, you know, now you've got to go for the second eye. I said, I can't even see out of the first eye. He's like, trust me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Choice. Okay. Otherwise you're going around for a whole nother year. So I said, all right, fine. If I can, I'll start books on tape, whatever. And when I saw, The five or six, like those blue shades in the snow. I looked outside and it was like, I could start to see the blue shades of snow. And I thought, holy cow, what I've been missing. Yeah. As an artist, I, I had so many paintings that I had started and become so frustrated because it was like, I said to the guy, I said to my eye doctor, listen, I need to get that fuchsia to be blue fuchsia, not warm fuchsia, cool fuchsia. And he's like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the paintings were crap, honestly. And, and then when I got the cataract surgery, I went through the work that I had put down becoming frustrated with and saw it in a whole new way. Wow. So I, I think that our eyes um, and our ability to Interpret this world through what we see to be, because many people are colorblind. Can you mm-hmm.
0: imagine? I
2: can't
3: even imagine. Yeah,
2: I know, but they they have such full and beautiful lives. Yeah. hmm So I, I don't. Can know I just
3: say? Works. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say. I know most people will listen to this, but we do have this up, or it will be up on a YouTube on our YouTube channel. That painting behind you is just spectacular. It, it, it it's it beautiful. really is.
2: Thank you. Uh, I, I do, I paint a lot of guides um, uh, and and I have my, you know, my favorite flower is a sunflower. This painting was a struggle. Uh, it, it really truly was. Um, but I, and I, I put it here to hide my big pile of papers on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> like a true am, artist. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to be printing and, and I, you know, I gave, my dining room up uh, because when Zoom hit, I had to adjust, you know, like I'm not a technically aware person, but um, I am gonna start printing some of my work and that's, oh, a, great. that's a thrill I'm and, glad you brought
0: that up Ginger because I was about to say the same thing I'm assuming that uh, you did that painting and it's in, it's insane it's so beautiful, it's beautiful. beautiful with the Symbol. colors and and, and everything in, included in it it's like kind of hard to keep your eyes off of it
2: my symbols yeah like beautiful. like we talk about my symbols yeah. you know, they come yeah. through repeatedly you know my guides guides, guides colors 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 yeah. and there's usually a church thrown in there somewhere and then there's usually a fish that swims by uh yep. you know sooner or later fish no.
0: there and the church and the flowers and yeah it's amazing. It really yeah. Is
1: amazing oh that's wonderful That's wonderful well it has been so great speaking with you today about your spirit art and what you do and just to connect with you again you've got oh. just such great energy i'm going to ask you a couple questions like okay. we said we always put our little disclaimer that we totally stole these from inside the actor's studio, which Oh, good. Okay. Yes. Um, So I'll just ask you a couple of them. Uh, What is your
0: most favorite word? And it can be a swear word. I, I click the explicit on this. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) what is my favorite word? Yeah, you, you, you said that to me and I'm supposed to be prepared for this. <laughs> um, you know, uh, don't try. Allow. Okay, I I, <laughs> I I love you. I I mean that's that's not one word, but um, but someone had said, oh, don't listen to her. She tells everybody she loves them, and I thought, well, well, I do,
1: but I do, I right?
2: Do. So yeah. don't
1: tell me I don't.
2: That's perfect. That's, awesome. that's perfect. Um, um, try is a good word.
1: Yes. Oh, that is a good word, right? And then the other question, if heaven is real, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
2: Jesus Christ, I thought you'd never get here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to end it.
2: You made
1: it after all. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on and being Thank part of you. our show. And yeah. um, your information is all on our website. So everyone, if you're interested in learning more about Maria and what she does or her classes, if you're in the Northeast, you're on the Cape. I'm Are
2: on you? the Cape, but I'm We're doing on and I've got all kinds of directions going on with oh, Zoom now. So great, so great, cool. great! Right.
1: That is yeah. the that is the beauty of Zoom is that it opens you up to location not mattering. Um, right, right. So www.thepsychicwives.com We're on Facebook at The Psychic Wives, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Until next time, be well. And be kind. Thanks.
2: Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Oh, thank you so
0: Thank you for listening to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry, Jerry Karabin, and Kathy Rumsey, where we discuss everyday living with a twist. To learn more about us, please visit our website at www.thepsychicwives.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Psychic Wives. If you would like to support us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And feel free to share our episodes with anyone you feel would benefit from listening. Sending you all peace, love, and light.